Super Talk Mississippi media production. But I'm the one who takes all the days off, you know. This is the first one I've taken off mm. since probably like three months. We went to the Pittsburgh. To Pittsburgh. For that was the only time. Yeah. This is Thunder and Lightning here on Super Talk Mississippi. Brian Haydad and Robbie Falk joining you on a Sunday evening or a Monday morning. Thanks for joining us at supertalk.fm or wherever it is you get broadcast broadcast podcasts from. We appreciate all of our great listeners out there, especially our servicemen and women out there taking care of us. We want to thank our sponsors at Strange Brew Coffeehouse and Churn and Spoon Ice Cream. Start your day the right way. Trip to the drive through at Strange Brew Coffeehouse here in Starkville or Brupolo there in Tupelo. It'd be kind of weird if Brupolo was an alligator. It's too, probably too small a town to... Alligator? Alligator, Mississippi. Uh, I've never been there. I've been through. It's a fine town. Little Rock's a fine town. <laughs> there you go. You, you saw where I was going. Uh, anyway, I was at uh, Churn and Spoon this week. Picked up our gift cards. Robbie, remind me, I've got your gift card in the uh, the car. Oh, sweet. So uh, I want to thank uh, John Provenza and family for that again. And uh, yeah. Anytime you want to, if you really want to help us, we appreciate a, great, a gift card. No, no question about it. But just heading over to Strange Brew and taking care of them, that's what we really want. So start your day off with a great cup of coffee at Strange Brew Coffee House. College Corner and collegecornerstore.com. That's the place to find Mississippi State merchandise that you can't really find anywhere else because nobody else has the selection they have at College Corner. Two locations to serve you. They're in Ridgeland by Fleet Feet. They're in Flowood by the Half Shell. Or you can shop online at collegecornerstore.com. Pick up anything you're looking for, maroon and white. Humble Taco is Starkville's newest and best Mexican restaurant, Mexican fare with Mississippi roots. That's the place to find tacos like you can't get anywhere else. The food is good. The atmosphere is fantastic. It's just the place to be. Next time you're in Starkville, make sure that a trip to Humble Taco is on your list of things to do. If you're looking for a great lunch today, might I suggest Firehouse Subs. Download the free Firehouse Subs app and pick up your sandwich for lunch and pick up reward points that you can use for free sandwiches for your next lunch. I'm telling you, you pile up the reward points every single time you use the Firehouse Subs app. Locations in Starville and Oxford, Columbus and Tupelo, Ridgeland, I'm sorry, not Ridgeland, Flowood and Madison. Sorry, Ridgeland. Maybe you can get a Firehouse Subs one day. But until then, go to the other locations. All right. We said we weren't going to do a podcast today, but then some things happened, and we felt like, okay, we, we should do a podcast. Plus, Robbie's actually going to be out of town the remainder of the week, and I am actually going to be out of town uh, Tuesday and Wednesday. So we, we're sort of limited on podcasts this week. You know, we're all taking a spring break, as, as it appears. Yeah, I, th- I think the listeners can go without. Well, for, for just a couple of days. I don't know. I don't know. Who else is going to give them the truth like we do? That's true. I don't know. Nobody Some people else can't handle. Nobody the else truth. had the gall, the stones, the grapefruits to tell you back in December what was going to happen with Mississippi State basketball. But this podcast did. But that's for another day. So, you and I talked on Friday, and I said I, I sent you a text. I was like, "Here's a name that you might want to be familiar with." And you said, I've, I've already heard that name. We were both on the same page, and that was Sam Purcell. Mm-hmm. I Googled, when I, when I first heard that name, I Googled Sam Purcell, Mississippi State. The first thing that popped up, an article you wrote back in October where you had him on a short list of candidates. So this is a guy who's sort of been on your radar. And now and he, was on my, he was on my um, hot board the year Nikki McCray-Pinson yeah. was hired, too. I mean, he's been, 
He's been one of those guys to watch for the last three or four years. Yeah, and now he is the head coach of the Mississippi State women's basketball program. This is what I would say about Sam Purcell. If you're going to go for, if you were going to go for an assistant coach, if you wanted to find an assistant coach that you felt could could become a head coach, his resume seems to be as good as anybody in the country. He's coached all over. He's coached at good programs, and he has the reputation of the most important thing that a coach can be, in my opinion, a recruiter. Mm-hmm. You got to speak with him on Sunday. Or your initial impressions of that? Very impressed. Very impressed with him. I can see why he is such a good recruiter because he literally can talk to anybody. I mean, we had a conversation with him afterwards, and he's one of those guys that you could sit there and talk about just about anything with. And he he mentioned that a little bit. You know, he's been he's been around the country uh, coaching. He coached at. Georgia Tech. He coached at Auburn. You know, he has family in Florida. He his he coached at Tulsa. Was the coach at Auburn. Joe Champy is his father-in-law. Okay. Uh, Hall of Fame coach at, at Auburn. Had you know the number one team in the country at Auburn. They're you know really wow yeah. I mean he's he was an incredible coach, and that's where he got his start. He came in, and actually the way I understand it is whenever the video. Um, they first started hiring people to do video. Yeah. That that was kind of, you know, Joe Champy was kind of the first people to start, one of the first mm-hmm. coaches to do that. Mm-hmm. And he got started helping out as a video coordinator because I think he helped some as a student. And that's sort of what's provided him as becoming sort of a strong analytical yes. kind of coach. You know, he he's at a, at a very early age, he started to kind of break down film and mm-hmm. learn how to do all that stuff. You know, everybody talks about his recruiting, but I talked to Jeff Walls the other day. And he talked about just the, you know how good he was at breaking down film and being able to see these sets and being able to to game plan for a coach. And that Louisville handled game planning a lot like Vic Schaefer did here, where this game will be you know one coach, this game will be another coach, and this one will be the other one. They kind of pass the responsibilities around to all the assistants to to give everybody an opportunity, and that's really good at developing your coaches. Um, and, and you know the thing about Purcell is, you know he can he can sell, and that's one thing that uh, talking to him, I could see right away how he could be a good recruiter. He could he can sell a vision, he can sell Mississippi State to kids around the country. Can he run his own program? That is the big question. Uh, we know that he can break down film. We know he can game plan. We know he can recruit. Can he run a day to day program? That's going to be the question that's got to be answered. But you know I. I talked to um, a Power 5 head coach in women's college basketball a couple weeks ago. And I you know, I asked him, who do you think Mississippi State should hire? He knows the landscape and everything. Mm-hmm. And his opinion was that Mississippi State should go after a Power 5 assistant. Mm-hmm. And the reasoning for that is they know that they can go into a, a house of a – top 100 kid mm-hmm. and they can recruit and they can sell that we we know that they can do that and you know the Mississippi State might not be able to go get a sitting power five head coach but if you get somebody that has that has been in an elite program and has been on an elite staff then I think that you're in good shape I think Mississippi State did that with Vic Schaefer uh, when they went and got him from Texas A&M so you know I I think that this is I think this is a good hire and I think it's um a coach that 
could have been coaching somewhere before Mississippi State. If there's a lot of people out there that think, well, why wasn't he coaching before now? I think that there were plenty of opportunities for him. He was looking to go to a place that he felt like he could win and win big, and Mississippi State is is that place for him. Mississippi State women's basketball is such an interesting dichotomy in that it's this is Jeff. I'm sorry, Sam Purcell is the the fourth head coach in three seasons for Mississippi State women's basketball, and yet three seasons ago this team was in the Elite Eight. Mm-hmm. Four seasons ago they played for their second. They played for a national championship for a second time. Right. So this program is not too far. This isn't like we're not talking about Ole Miss football here. You know, the glory days were sixty years ago. The glory days were four years ago for Mississippi State women's basketball. When you talk to Purcell, do you get the impression that he thinks they could he can get back there quickly, or is this going to be more of a little bit more of a process? Well, one thing he mentioned, uh, he was kind of asked that on uh, on Sunday was that. You know, it is going to be a process. It's got to be one of those day-by-day things. You can't just jump right in and start winning again. He's going to have to build the foundation for his program. He's going to have to build his roster because, you know, quite frankly, we don't know what that roster is going to look like next year. I, I think that he can recruit these players back to this team next year. Mm-hmm. So that's going to be key. That is going to be key, but I don't know that. And when he does recruit them – you know how are they going to look in in his scheme? Who who is he going to add around them? We haven't seen Jessica Carter in two years, you know, or I guess a year. W- what is she going to look like next year? I don't know. Uh, is Anastasia Hayes going to come back? So you're going to have to go get players of the transfer portal. You're going to have to go get maybe a high school recruit or two, maybe a junior college recruit, and see what happens. But I, I think that this team, if they return everybody that they can return and they add some really good pieces from the treasure portal, I think they're very capable of making an NCAA tournament. So, you know, we'll see what happens with that, but the key is going to be players. That is the the best teams have the best players in women's college basketball, and it's really like that in just about every sport. The teams with the best players are the ones that win. That's how that's it's that simple. Uh players win you ball games. And, uh, you know, the coaching, putting the players where they need to be and developing those players is key. But you've got to have the talent. Mississippi State has some talent on this roster. Obviously, we'll see what, what Purcell is able to bring in. But bringing some of these players back is obviously going to be key, like you just said. You know, your first thoughts on a player like Maya Taylor, do you think she'll return to Mississippi State for another year? That just it seemed kind of, like she was close to Novak. Yeah. Um, and I think that's just – any time that you got comfortable with a coach, and you know, the, I think that that team got really close with that staff, and you know, because anytime you go through some, a tumultuous yeah. time like they did, and you kind of rally around each other, you're going to have a bond with your teammates and your coaches. And I, I'm sure the initial shock of of losing that um, is, is something that you have to think about. But I feel like she and her family are going to weigh their their options here and. She's going to have some opportunities, but at the same time, you know this this has been her home for five years. Mm-hmm. She knows Mississippi State, and that that's another thing that he said on uh, on Sunday is, you know the the best thing that Mississippi State has going for them right now is the fact that these players know 
Mississippi State. Yeah. He doesn't have to sell Mississippi State to them. Right. He has to sell himself. He's got to tell he's got to tell them who he is and they've got to be able to trust him, but they know about this fan base. They know about basketball at Mississippi State. They know about school here. So that that's that those things don't have to be sold to them. He's got to be able to put himself out there and have them trust in him and I I think he's fully capable of doing that. And I think my Taylor is kind of the key to the whole the the cog of the wheel right here. Mm-hmm. She's the she's the one that can really bring this thing together because she's the leader of this team. You you keep Maya Taylor, I think you keep Jessica Carter, I think you keep Jaquela Jordan, I think you keep all these players. We'll see on Anastasia Hayes. She's got an opportunity to stay or go pro or whatever she wants to do. So and I, I don't think I don't know if uh, any one player is going to make a difference for her. She's I think she can kind of make her own decisions, but I do think my Taylor is big for players like Jessica Carter to keep her on board and I think she can kind of keep this team together and I think that he knows that because that was the first player that he reached out to uh, was my and also her family so we'll see what happens but I think it's key for him to keep most of this team together going into next year because you don't want to rebuild your entire roster yeah no no doubt, no doubt. even with the portal you want to keep yeah some familiar faces you can add some really good pieces from the portal to what you've got here, and this team can be really good right yeah. away. On day one, grade this higher. I'm going to say B plus, mm-hmm. and the only reason I say B plus is just because you don't know, right? Um, and you know he wasn't John Cohen's first target, no, no question. But I think that the ceiling is incredibly high. I think I think the ceiling here is really really high. Because this guy is a dynamite personality. He's going to be able to sell. I think your recruiting is going to be pretty dang good. The key here is who are his assistant coaches, what kind of staff is he putting together, and can he have his own program? Because you just don't know. That's that's always a question mark with assistant coaches. You don't When they make that jump, you don't know how they're going to handle that. But I think he's got to go out there and get an experienced – Power five, Division one assistant, somebody that's been in the game, mm-hmm. and he's got plenty of ties. I mean, yeah. that with, was what kept Sh- coming up with Novak right there was the lack of connections. No in connections. Women's basketball. That that was a big concern for John Cohen too, is he just didn't have the connections to women's basketball, and he didn't know if he can if he could recruit at a high level, and that's a big concern. Like I said, you, you got to have the players. You can coach, you can be the best coach in the country. You can coach as hard as you want to. You know, Kim Mulkey, if she had, you know, an, an LSU team that wasn't very talented, they might not make the NCAA tournament. Right. She had a really good team right. this year. She had a really experienced team. She brought in some transfers. She knew she had to get some better players on that team, but that team was pretty good. Um, she she didn't inherit just, you know, a bunch of misfits. So you can be a, a great, great coach. If you don't have the players, you're not going to you're not going to last. Um, and I think John Cohen knew that, and I think I just didn't think he felt confident in Doug Novak to go out there and be able to put a plan together to be a great recruiter. So that's a that's an important piece to have, but there's a lot of other things that have to happen too for Sam Purcell to be really good. And I, I think starting off with a really solid staff is is where he needs to begin. 
Let's stay with basketball before we go to the break. Uh, Outkick the coverage. Maybe they should stick to grafting and grifting and gaslighting or whatever it is they do. <laughs> but uh, report it that Ben Hallen had already been fired. Look. Everybody all, knows where this is we going. Already, we all know, right? And no, and nobody is, you know, some people were like, well, just arguing semantics. No, there, there's no it's sem- not that. It's just that this report is inaccurate. Yeah. He has it's, not been fired. That's that's all. I mean, we we can talk about all day about how, you know, well, it's just we know what's going to happen. Well, that's yeah. fine. But this is a I mean, this is a professional reporter that's been in the business for a long time. Yeah, he knew better. That reported that someone has been fired, and that you know that's something that like if me and or you had reported that we're never living that down. Yeah, that's a bad job of reporting. Yeah, and that's it's not something he didn't even contact John Cohen. Right. You have to contact the AD to get mm-hmm. some kind s- of confirmation or yeah. something on this. He said he had a source at Mississippi State. Well, I talked to my sources, and I'm not going to tell you who they are, but you can sort of figure out who they're going to be. And if he didn't talk to any of those guys, then he's talking to somebody that doesn't matter. Don't matter. Right. So the, the, put it like this. Let's say you're going to go to the movies on Friday. If I ask you on Tuesday, hey, have you been to the movies yet? And you say, yes, well, you're lying. You haven't. You're going on Friday. State may fire Ben Hallen on Friday, but they haven't fired him today. And that's what that report said, and that's why they had to correct it. And then the, the correction just turned into what we all know, which anybody who's listened to this podcast or read 24-7 or read anybody else's article that covers Mississippi State, that Ben Hallen's job is in danger, and if once state season is officially over, the Bulldogs are going to move on from him, and they are going to have a new head basketball coach. It would be very similar if I would before the Egg Bowl in 2019, if I would have come out and said Joe Moorhead is going to get fired. Yeah, Joe Moore, Joe Moore has been fired at Mississippi State. Yeah, I'm and sure because we were hearing we yeah. were hearing that we it was it was real hot. Going in that game, mm-hmm. this is this is Joe Moorhead's last game. Mm-hmm. We heard that a lot. I could have very easily reported that if I wanted to. I would have been incredibly wrong, and you know everybody would have said, "Well, eventually he's going to be." Well, that's that's fine, but the report was wrong. So I mean, we all know that this is the this is nearing the end for Ben Howland. We know that, and and, and I feel almost certain that in the next couple of weeks or whenever this ends, that it's probably going to be the end for Ben Howland. Right. But it hasn't happened. But it's not today. And that's all. That's all and can we please just let the guy finish his, his season? I mean, just let him get... Who cares? Is it, this isn't hampering Mississippi State's search for a next head coach. Right. I can promise you there, that. The next head coach's season is going on right now. His team was announced in all likelihood today to play in the NCAA tournament. I mean, people were like, well, he just needs to bow out. Just let him finish the year. Well, never mind. Never. Who, who's going to coach the team? Who's going to that? Never mind that, Robbie. Who should just bow out? There's two million dollars up in the air that's left on his contract. Would you just walk away if two from two million dollars if you were in this situation? No. Just let him finish his just job, finish please. Job. But regardless of that, let's let's we we know that you know the season come, came to an end on uh, Friday night. Mississippi State loses to Tennessee in the SEC tournament. They did not make the NCAA tournament. We said it here on the podcast. Everybody around the program said it, and Ben Hallett himself said it. We knew it was NCAA tournament or bust. It is bust. They did not make the tournament. They played poorly throughout the year. They couldn't win on the road. They don't have really any notable wins outside of Alabama. 
They have some really, really poor losses. This was a train wreck of a season for Mississippi State with a very talented team. Was it the most talented team in Mississippi State history? No, not by any stretch of the imagination. But this team was good enough. They had the good they had good enough pieces to be a tournament team and have their name called out today. But that didn't happen. So Mississippi State will look to move on. The two names that keep popping up, Matt McMahon, Chris Jantz. It seems like that's 1A and 1B for Mississippi State. I think 1A is McMahon. Yeah. I think he is going to get first right of refusal. If he says no, they'll go to Jans. If both of those guys say no, I don't know where they're headed next. But those are the top two guys. It feels like there's some momentum for either one of them to take this job. Those would both be outstanding hires for Mississippi Oh, you, if you if you hire any one of those guys, you've nailed it. Yeah. And there there's some solid names out there that, that we've seen, but those two – seem to be the two most prominent names, and I think either one would be killer hires for Mississippi State. Hopefully they can finish the deal and get one of those. Mm-hmm. McMahon would be my preference. Um, just, you know, throwing that out there. Yeah. He doesn't have the, the the past that Chris Jans has, which I'm told is, is not something that is really lingering. Yeah, but it feels like that's something that he is. He's he lost his, time, his job, yeah. and you know he's he's trying to make his way back. I'm sure that would be a little bit of a PR hit. Some yeah. of that stuff would would come out and surface, yeah. but um, you know, well, it's just, considering that people keep bringing up Andy Kennedy, I'm wondering, like, really, yeah, yeah, really, and and his, I continue to hear his name. By the way, yeah, well, I mean, he had a great he's had a great run at UAB thus far. That that would not fire up hardly anybody in this fan base. Mm-hmm. You could make a lot worse hires. I'm not yeah. trying to pump him up or anything, but, I mean, you could make a lot. County guys sticking together. I, I, I'm just saying, I, you know, I think he's a solid I mean, I think he's a Georgia solid took coach. Florida's coach. Yeah. Why not? Yeah. I, w- I will say that in the transfer portal era, mm-hmm. I think he could be a lot more successful than so. he was at Ole Miss because that's kind of his thing. Well, but you but you don't want to get that far down the list. You yeah. you want to get McMahon or Jans. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, I agree with. That. I'll just leave it at that. I agree with you. Um, People would be really upset if you. Got I agree. Oh yeah, for Andy sure. Andy Kennedy, I think. Yeah, that's not the guy you, that the state wants. No, They're, that's not the guy. I mean, I would enjoy his press conferences. They'd be fun. They'd be fun. He'd be well dressed, but you know, and funny then, guy. It would really be funny, funny if he was able to be successful too. Yeah. Because that would be like, so you just couldn't do it at Ole Miss because Ole Miss sucks. Right. You just, you just throw that out. Right. Um, one thing that benefits a new coach here, we were talking about the women's team and they could have players go out. State's key players are kind of locked in. You know, Brooks is already gone, but Moore and Jeffries, Tolu Smith, these guys have already transferred once. Another transfer will cost them a year of eligibility. Well, the only, I think Tolu is a grad transfer. He might be able to get the out. The only thing would be if they want to go pro. They want to go pro, but... What are we talking about here? I know. It, it would be like going overseas. Yeah. We've seen that from We've guys. Seen it. I mean, We've seen uh, it. Nick Weatherspoon did it. You know, Lamar Peters did it. I, um, I think it would benefit Tolu especially to come, come back. Come back another year. Yeah. And and Jeffries, too. Jeffries didn't have a good year. Had a terrible year. And he's got the ability. No doubt. I, it would, I think it would benefit all these guys to come back another season and get another season under their belt. As we're recording, the NIT selection show is about two hours away. We expect Mississippi State to be put in it. They said on Friday – that they would accept a bid, which means, yeah, I think they would host. They would actually get to host. I think they they can host because of the renovation construction. Yeah. Now, see, your your friend Paul Jones said the opposite. Is he wrong? Paul, Paul was wrong again. Well, well folks. <laughs> hey, man. Uh, hey. <laughs> we love you, Paul. Uh, well, if that's the case, then hey, so be but it. but 
in, in fairness to Paul, like I I thought the same thing, mm-hmm. but according to John Cohen, they cannot host. Okay, so then they've already started renovation. Like team one and nine on the road. You feel like their season would last one more game. Yeah, and so basically, guys, by the end of the week, Saturday, Sunday, and next week, Mississippi State should be in the process of moving on. You would think, so especially when you're talking about the the head coach at the programs they're they're sort of targeting. I mean, getting out of the first weekend would be an accomplishment for those teams because they're all lower seeds because mm-hmm. they're mid majors. But we'll see. But but again, it's this all butts butts butts. But again, you can you can have I've seen this many times. Mm-hmm. You can have a coach still on your payroll and also be looking for other coaches. It's not like Mississippi State's not allowed to have a coaching search until Ben Howland's fired right. or something. You right. know, like. I don't think Ben Howland. I don't think Mississippi State. Rick Ray. If State makes a run to the State could win NIT, the NIT finals, it doesn't matter. Yeah, it doesn't matter. They they can still have a coach in waiting or whatever. The, the only concern I have is is is, it, is this going to be contentious? Yeah. Is it going to be Howland just digs his heels in? I'm not willing to be. You're gonna to have to fire me. And I don't think it will be. I think shouldn't he shouldn't be. Uh, Howland is a is is a respectable guy and a great guy. I just I think he understands where things are. He he said coming into the season, yeah, he knew that he had to win this year. He had to get the NCAA tournament, and he was taking those expectations. Yeah, he didn't deliver. Yeah, he knows he knows that he had to do that, and he didn't do it. You're right. You're right. If only somebody could have predicted that on December twentieth. I don't know who that could have been though. You jump back on board for a little bit though. Oh no 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 no! I was never back on board. I was like they're playing better and they have a chance. But there was never, okay, this team's going to the tournament. Okay. Never I, at any point. I'm not going to fight you over that. But you, you should. But many times you were like, well, if they do this and this and this. As and I, said, I was like, no. If they this do thing. this. I, because I had, the, I had already had the mark put on me, the scarlet letter of this guy is a hater. Somebody called me Brian Hater Dad or something, Hate Dad on, oh on Twitter. And was it Lloyd? No, it was some other guy. It's not one of those fake accounts, the Kulons or whoever. And uh, <laughs> all the guys you've muted now. All the guys that I've muted, and and they were like, you know, this this team's gonna be dancing come March. You're like, well, maybe at level three, I don't know. So <laughs> anyway, all right, let's move on into the second half of the show or the second part of the show. That's brought to you by our friends over at the Mississippi Beef Council. Man, the weather was great on Sunday. I hope you're able to get out and cook out in that that nice, cool, and sunny weather. Or in these weekends coming up, as we're getting into spring. That's the time to break out the grill and enjoy yourself. Put some steaks on the grill, some burgers for the kids, or steak for the kids if they're lucky, I guess. Put a brisket out there. Make some steak kebabs. Man, there's just so many great things you can do. With steak kebabs, by the way, completely underrated. as a ta- Kebabs are a t- underrated tailgate food. Everybody, you put kebabs on the grill, everybody's like, oh, kebabs, they love them. The, the steak skewers at the grill are really good. Some, one of the best appetizers in town, in my yep. opinion. Somebody... The other day on the uh, C Spire text line on Sports Talk was like, hey I'm, hey, I'm going to the grill. What should I get? I was like, get the steak skewers. Yeah, they're that's, really that's good. The that's what I've gotten the and last few times. he texted me back. He's like, man, they were great. That was a good call. I was like, yeah. I've gotten that the last few it's times. It's beef. Get it. Beef is what's for dinner. Thanks to our friends at the Mississippi Beef Council. Two Brothers Smoked Meats. They got beef there. They got pork. They got chicken. They got everything else there, too. Everything under the sun. It's not just barbecue. It's smoked southern soul food at Two Brothers Smoked Meats. This weekend, if you're going to be in Starkville, or any weekend you're going to be in Starkville, or any time you're going to be in Starkville, put Two Brothers on your list of things to do. Head over to the Cotton District and enjoy some smoked southern soul food 
at Two Brothers Smoked Meats. Advantage Business Systems makes it super easy for you. They offer great products and great service. Well, everybody offers that. Uh, do they? Do they really? Do they? That's, that's what I'm asking you. So, I mean, everybody offers great products, but does everybody offer you the amount of selection that Advantage Business Systems has? I, I don't think so. And I know that nobody's offering the service. None of the big box stores are offering you what Advantage Business Systems has. All right? What's the? How do you get in touch with the customer service at the, the big box store? 1-800-1888? 1877, whatever it is. How long are you, are you going to be, be put on hold? How long do you have to wait for somebody to come out and help you? How about a 601 number? How about we're going to talk to somebody living in the state of Mississippi? How about we'll be there tomorrow or the next day? We'll get your business back up and running. That's the difference Advantage Business Systems gives you. So why don't you call them today and find out how they can go to work for you? 601 362 9192, or you can visit them online at absms.com. Find out how Advantage Business Systems will help your business do business. We said it last week, and it came to fruition. Mississippi State needed a 4-1 week. That's exactly what they got. A sweep of the Princeton Tigers. Uh, an interesting weather sweep. Friday win. No games Saturday with the snow. Sunday, a 9-inning and 7-inning game. State gets them both. Parker Stinnett, not only did he pitch, he threw 90 pitches. God, you, I mean, you you, you mentioned that. Who's the last MSU pitcher to throw 180 pitches in a week? Uh, I, don't, I don't think it's happened. No. I mean... Even, I'm trying to think. You know, what, Will, what, Will what, Bednar what, came back on short rest in after playing Series. Texas, and, and he played Vanderbilt. I don't think he threw 180 pitches though. I'd, I'd have to look. So, I don't think that's correct. I don't think he did but either. Stanett pitched well enough. 23 got, strikeouts. Got out of trouble. 23 strikeouts in what? In, in what? 10 11, innings. 11 innings. 11 innings. That's really good. He's earned the start a nod in the starting rotation. So next week's rotation, I guess we already know it will be Preston Johnson, Kate Smith, Parker Stanett. Mm-hmm. You said on Sunday I saw on Twitter that Casey Hunt was in the bullpen throwing. Well, he didn't actually throw. He actually oh, okay. he ran down there in between innings and then ran back. So I, I have no clue well, what that was about. I feel like he's close because he's been at least dressed out mm-hmm. the last few games. Landon Sims is not. Stone Simmons hasn't even been with the team. I. I expect when Lamonis updates, and real quick, Mississippi State, don't know if you saw this or not, they're playing baseball today on Monday. Yes. That, the Tuesday game, I guess, is weather-related, right? It's supposed to rain on Tuesday. Okay, so, so it's been moved to Monday. And and Binghamton is in, in Tuscaloosa, so just it would be it better for them to just come over and play. So Lamonis was supposed to talk to the media or, or release an update on Monday. Obviously, we would have had him on Sports Talk Mississippi, but because of the game, we'll try to get him on Tuesday. I expect him to tell us Landon Sims is out for the season. And honestly, everything I'm hearing leads me to believe that I expect Stone Simmons to, to be out for the season as well. Okay. I, I haven't heard one way or the other Just from that, anybody that I trust. That is trust. simple rumor-mongering and speculation on my part. Yeah, I I feel like Landon's probably done, but I just don't know on, on Stone's. Stone I haven't heard at, anything definitive. Stone, at best for me right now, is he's going to be out for a long time. Yeah. Maybe he can come back towards the end of the year, but I I don't believe he's in, he's he's going to be pitching anytime soon, based on what I've heard. Um, but Casey Hunt apparently, hopefully, is going to be pretty close to getting back uh, in, in into the swing of things. That's a big arm for Mississippi State. You saw Cam Tuller; he pitched effectively again on uh, Sunday, so that's two decent outings for him in a row. Pico Cone gave up a couple of hits, but was in a, a sort of a no no pressure positions where he could just go up there and throw strikes. Mm-hmm. Thought he did okay. Jack Walker is getting the start for state today by the way. Don't know if I mentioned that or not. Uh, all for this Monday game. Hopefully he can continue to to mature and become a reliable midweek arm for Mississippi State. But 
The story of the weekend is Kellum Clark. Yes. Has shaken off all the early season rust. It, a week ago, a week ago on Friday, his batting average was in the zero. words in the words of the immortal Dean Wormer, zero point zero. Did it's, not have a hit. Did not have a hit. Now he has. He's hitting two eighty three. He has five home runs on the year. He was. I, I, he has a legitimate chance to be the SEC Player of the Week this week. I'd be surprised if he's not. He had. You, he you had were, nine. I didn't go hits. to the ballpark this week, and you did. It's even his outs were were ripped. He had like I think he had like a strikeout on Friday, but every time he hit the ball, it was scalded. Yeah, whether it was at somebody or over the fence or yeah. in a gap, everything he was just, line drives exploding off his bat. He just looks like he's hitting beach balls right now. Yeah, and I mean he is just absolutely destroying the ball. And you know the main thing he said was just he did not have confidence, and I. I truly think that that at bat, what breaking news? What totally unrelated to Mississippi State? Tom Brady's coming back. What? He just tweeted. What? It's time to come back to the Bucks. To the Buccaneers. Just come over to the Steelers, Tom. Come over to the Steelers. The Bucks pushed you out the door. These past two months, I've realized my place is still on the field and not in the stands. That time will come. But it is not now. I love my teammates and I love my supportive family. They make it all possible. I'm coming back for my 23rd season in Tampa. Unfinished business. Oh LFG. God. We can't get rid of this guy. We can't kill him. Why won't you die? Uh, Damn it, Tommy. <laughs> all right. Anyway, back to him. Back to Kellum. You know, I really think the turning point for him was that 3-0 pitch that he got against Tulane, where Chris Lamona said swing. And Chris Lamonis gave him the green light. He got an he got like a RBI or two RBI single to the right side. I think that that at bat changed everything for Kellum because he realized, you know what, my coach has faith in me. He's put me in the lineup th- throughout an 0 for 16 start. He's told me now in 3-0 that I can swing a- in a big spot. I think that that changed things for him because since then he has just looked. Not only has he looked locked in, he's just looked confident. He's looked like every time he comes up to the plate, he's going to get a hit. And I, anytime you got a guy doing that, you, you are in, um, you're in good shape. And State has a few of those guys doing that right now. But uh, we said it a couple weeks ago, State's got to have Kellum Clark to compete this year. They couldn't afford to just sit him on the bench. He's got to get it together, and he's, he's gotten it together. He's got um, what? 13, 14 hits, I think, yeah. since since uh, starting over 16. Yeah. So he's, like, a, he's in a good spot right now. I like what I saw out of Brad Cumbus this weekend. I thought his approach at the plate was very good. Shortened up the stroke a little bit. Was taking the ball the other way. Um, he, he had a home run had the a other home night. Run, had a couple of hits. Um, even in the 3-2 to two game, I thought State was making some good contact here and there. But then the other two games, they hit the ball very, very well. Hunter Hines continues to be one of the most impressive freshmen that I can remember uh, at Mississippi State, especially in terms of having power. You know, Mangum, obviously, great hitter, yeah. but didn't have the power that Hunter Hines has. I mean, I, I thought this team, this week, if they they played their best baseball of the year, this week. Now you got another week. Bingham today. I, I like getting this game done and then having some a little time to reset. It's almost like a regional. Yeah. You know, a little bit. It's a four-day thing. Well, and you'll have your entire bullpen will be rested 
I mean, you can you if you need to, you can throw some big guns on Monday and bring yeah. them back, and they'll be completely rested for Friday. Yeah, and then you're Friday, Saturday, Sunday at Georgia with a new look rotation that I, I, is pitching well. Kate good, Smith has been really good this year. The good news for State is their starters have been have hardly hardly any of them have just melted out there early in games. Yeah, and the bullpen just has not been good, and they I don't know who's going to fill roles. But if your starters can get you six, seven innings every start, and that's that's a tall task, but if you can have every single start, you feel like you can get six, seven, eight innings from your starters, and all you have to do is try to find somebody to come in there and, and make sure you win a ball game, you're in good shape. I mean, that can replace some of your concerns in the bullpen when you have starters that can go deep in ball games. Preston Johnson can do it. Cade Smith can do it. And I think Parker Sinnett's working his way up to doing it as well. I agree. I agree. Going to be an interesting week. Say that's another 4-1 and one week, you feel like they're rolling a little bit. Oh, you, you feel really good about this team if they go 4-1 and one and they, they take two they from be, Georgia. They or be they'll be 3-1. 3-1, you're right. Yeah, yeah but uh, beat Binghamton and then you take two or three against Georgia, you, you feel Alabama like you're right back on week, track. And you feel like you can take two out of three from home yeah. from Alabama. You, just, you, you need to start racking. It. You need to start racking up some wins here. You, yeah. you've you put yourself in a hole. Yeah, and the season's not over. Their chances of hosting is not over. No, but you've put yourself in a hole. You've got to start making up start games. Digging here. a little quickly. Yeah, you no got question. you got to start making up games that preseason you might have you might have called losses. Mm-hmm. You need to start picking up some wins here and finding still in a win here, still in a win there. I agree. All right. So no show. Okay, I'll ha- I may- we may have a show tomorrow. I may do one solo. Or on the NIT on or something. Something, yeah. And then nothing Tuesday, Wednesday, and we'll see about... I- no, I'm sorry. Nothing Wednesday, Thursday, and then we'll see about Friday. We'll just have to see. Guys, have a great uh, Monday. I'm back with you very, very soon. We will miss you while we're gone. We're, we're not going to do a rumblings this week. No rumblings, sure. yeah, okay. that's for sure. All right, guys, have a good one. Talk to you later. For uh, Robbie Falk, I'm Brian Haydad. Thanks for listening to Thunder and Lightning on Super Talk Mississippi. A Super Talk Mississippi media production.